Hello, and welcome to a deep dive into the history and legacy of the National Cancer Act of 1971, signed into law 50 years ago now by Richard Nixon on December 23, 1971. My name is Gia Roberts. I am a senior at Chapman University, which is located near the Richard Nixon Presidential Library and Museum, and I am a guest host for the Richard Nixon Foundation podcast. I can't wait to share this profound information with you, and also later on in the podcast, I'll be sharing some really impactful quotes from the first ever Nixon National Cancer Conference, and that happened at the Richard Nixon Presidential Library and Museum. They had some really amazing panelists talking about this legislation, and I wanted to share it all here as well. I want to start off with an impactful quote that has also become well-known by Nixon himself, and he said it at the signing for the National Cancer Act of 1971, and we actually have the audio of Nixon saying this quote from the actual signing, so enjoy hearing it from Nixon himself. We are here today for the purpose of signing the Cancer Act of 1971, and I hope that in the years ahead, that we may look back on this day and this action as being the most significant action taken during this administration. It could be, because when we consider what cancer does each year in the United States, we find that more people each year die of cancer in the United States than all the Americans who lost their lives in World War II. This shows us what is at stake. The reason I wanted to include that quote is because I think it shows how important this legislation was to Nixon and how impactful it would be for years to come. And that's why we're celebrating it 50 years from that signing. Many people might know Nixon for, you know, China, foreign affairs, Vietnam, or Watergate. But he did so much more than that, and that's why today we are discussing the National Cancer Act of 1971 to bring light to it and how momentous it is and how impactful it is. The National Cancer Act's purpose was to show the commitment that the United States had to the second leading cause of death in the country, cancer. This commitment was shown through the push for more research and funding towards cancer research to attempt to find a cure for this awful, life-changing disease. Now, I really want to go into the history of this legislation for you all to know. So, before Nixon, there was a National Cancer Act of 1937 that was signed into law by President Franklin D. Roosevelt. The National Cancer Institute, or the NCI, was established through this act and finally established the U.S. government's place in cancer research, which took around three decades to finally implement. The idea that cancer could be treatable started around the 1950s when doctors at the NCI started to have successful treatment for children with leukemia. And this led many researchers and common people to believe that this can be continued research for life. 
This then caused Sidney Farber, the father of modern chemotherapy, and Mary Lasker, an American health activist, as well as some politicians, including Ted Kennedy and Paul Rogers, to persuade Nixon to have a countrywide organized effort against cancer, which led to the National Cancer Act of 1971. At the start of this legislation in 1971, it was assumed that solving cancer was a simple problem, such as an antibiotic, and it was quickly learned that that was not the case. But without this legislation, these discoveries and research would not have been possible. And actually, quickly after the legislation was passed, it was declared the quote-unquote war on cancer. And as a side note, Many people thought Nixon coined that term, war on cancer, but it was actually the media. They invented it and started using that phrase. Nixon actually tried to stray away from using the phrase because he knew the research process and developments in research, as well as treating people with cancer, would be a slow process. He knew that this was going to be legislation that would impact lives and cancer research for the long haul, not just for a couple of years. And this phrase, although Nixon didn't really approve of it, it is what got many people to pay attention to this legislation and make them curious about it. This bill allowed the National Cancer Institute's director to develop a national cancer program, and it established the NCI in its current form. This program gave the director of the NCI authority to do many, many things, and I just want to list some of those for you all now. So, the director had the authority to create new cancer centers and manpower training programs, appoint advisory committees, award contracts for research, collaborate with other federal, state, or local public agencies and private industry, conduct cancer control activities, establish an international cancer research data bank, and award research grants, and so much more. For example, there are now established research labs all over the country, and there is also the Cancer Center Program, which created a database called SEER, S-E-E-R, that contains statistics on cancer that are highly important to cancer research to this day. Not to mention, this legislation passed Congress with bipartisan support, and it not only gave authority to expand research, but it also provided $1.6 billion in funding to cancer research, and that was the result of President Nixon's initiative, where he called for $100 million to fight for cancer in 1971. This amount of money at the time was called a quote-unquote moonshot, even though there were people actually going to the moon during this time. And the reaction to this legislation was very positive overall. In government at the time, it was seen as one of the most important, if not the most important and greatest bill that has ever been enacted by the United States. Americans were truly grateful for this act and its rapid development. But at the same time, there was also some pushback. It was considered somewhat controversial, and many leading scientists actually opposed it, 
with the fear that it would take away attention from other research and it created an unrealistic expectation that a cancer cure was imminent. And scientists now know that cancer is hundreds of diseases with complex causes and triggers and that there will not just be one single cure for all cancer types. And that was not a possible discovery without this legislation. So although there was pushback overall, it was a very positive reaction to this legislation. And why is this bill so important even in current day? That's because it allowed for many advances in cancer research and treatment. The main purpose of this legislation was to substantially increase the resources and effort so that the research being done continued in a productive manner. This legislation created and solidified the national system to heavily increase cancer research and understand cancer at a scientific level. It advanced a national desire to make progress against cancer, and that started with researchers learning the basic biology of cancer, and that would not have been possible without the National Cancer Act of 1971. This legislation was the onset of an immense amount of headway in cancer research that is still so significant to this day. I could not imagine where we would be today without this legislation. It is truly astounding the amount of advancements that have come from this legislation. And there is so much more that I could dive into about how it has positively impacted us in current day. Now that we have talked about the history and research and significance of this legislation, I really want to go into what these panelists had to say at the Nixon National Cancer Conference. So let's get started. The first clip that you're going to hear is Frank Gannon, the former special assistant to President Nixon, asking Dr. Andrew von Eschenbach, the former director of the National Cancer Institute, about how transformative this legislation is. Andy, you uh, wrote that uh, that the National Cancer Act of 1971 was ingenious and transformational. Ingenious and transformational are two words not frequently used about federal legislation. How do they, uh, how, explain? Well, you know, when you look at the National Cancer Act and you go through some of the provisions um, that Jim was so influential in being able to negotiate into the bill, um, each of them have a very unique downstream impact. And I'll, I'll just reference a few. One of which was it gave the NCI the authorities to issue contracts. Now, up to that point in time, the predominant method of funding research was grants. And the idea is, give us your best ideas, and if your peers think it's great, we'll give you the money. This told the NCI, you now have the power to define what you want done. You can determine what that research should address Then you can ask for the best ideas, and if the peers think they are, we'll award the money. The ability to award contracts for directed, specific initiatives really started to open the door to being able to dissect the process of cancer and understand those fundamental mechanisms. Um, Quickly, just to reference another one, 
The ability to engage in public-private partnerships uh, to create cancer centers. The bill included funding for 15 new cancer centers, and of course now, as we alluded to, we have more than 71. So it put in place a number of things that were in fact transformational, and they were ingenious in the sense that they said, there's a new way to do business. There's a new way to be able to drive research, to be able to solve a problem that's plaguing us, problem of cancer. I think that quote was amazing because it not only shows the impact of this legislation, but it also shows how leading scientists and researchers started to think outside of the box. Now for our second quote, it dives into the contribution that the legislation has had, but it also does it on a way, in a way that shows how it's not only impacted cancer research, but so much more research in the medical field. In this second quote, you're once again going to hear from Frank Gannon asking the question, and Dr. Von Eschenbach is answering. Go ahead and take a listen. What's your summing up of uh, the contribution of the National Cancer Act of 1971? Well, I, I think for me, uh, what I've been gifted and privileged to have been able to witness is that the progress that has occurred over the past 50 years by virtue of what the National Cancer Act enabled has helped us understand fundamental mechanisms of not just cancer, but all diseases at the genetic, molecular, and cellular level. So a lot of the progress that we're seeing in cancer is now being transposed to progress in neurologic and neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, all chronic and, 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 and even acute diseases. And I have to go no further than just the fact that we have been able to take a virus and sequence it, and within six months using mRNA technologies, now have, have vaccines. A lot of the science underneath of all of that was science that was funded through the National Cancer Act. Whew, I mean, when I first heard that panelists speak and say that I had never even thought about the impact that cancer research could have outside of of just benefiting cancer and finding you know treatment for cancer so I was really taken aback because this legislation that Nixon signed 50 years ago not only affected cancer and the progression of research in cancer, it affected so many other areas in the medical field. And I just think, where would we be without this? So now to leave you with this final quote, I, I thought this would be best to end with because it's not just talking about, you know, the contribution of Nixon's research to this day but it's also talking about the priority of the patient and the best part about this legislation is finding hope. Hope for people that are still struggling day to day with cancer. Hope for people that went through this treatment. Hope for people that are still looking to 
you know, find a cure. And I think that that's what this legislation comes down to. It comes down to hope. So with all of that being said, this third and final clip is from the third panel of the Nixon National Cancer Conference. And Dr. Anna Barker is asking the question. She is the former National Cancer Institute Deputy Director. And answering this question is Dr. Stephen Hahn, the Chief Medical Officer of Flagship Pioneering and former Commissioner of the Food and Drug Administration. Take a listen. How can, how can patients change the future of cancer research? Uh, by helping us get out of our own way and removing us from our blind spots by, by emphasizing what's important because what's important to the patient is ultimately what we need to focus on in addition to the science. And then finally, every day we meet with patients and patient or, uh, advocacy organizations that remind us that, that hope is necessary, hope for a cure, hope for moving forward and that science brings that hope. So it all comes together with the patient. And with that final quote, I feel like this is a great way to end. I really hope that this information moved you in some way or impacted you in some way. I'm Gia Roberts, and this has been a look back at the 50th anniversary of the National Cancer Act of 1971 and its impact today in the world of cancer care and research. Thank you for listening. <laughs>